time for a TikTok dance break. Welcome. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Forgot to... <laughs> Forgot to clear my throat for the 157th time there. Um, <laughs> welcome to chapter 157 of one-sided conversations of an Instagram certified chap. That's right. Tick's still there. I still got it. They haven't stripped me of my tick, of my newfound fame. I feel like now I'm above, what's above a celebrity? I guess Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt would be considered like your mainstream celebrities. But I'm, I think I've entered that new realm of uh, mysterious celebrity, like your Elon Musk's. Uh, who else is mysterious? Scott Tweedy from Prank Patrol, really mysterious guy. Spoke to him once on the radio, never heard from him again. Who knows what he's doing now? Uh, I think he's in LA, actually. But that's the thing, I think. It's all these whispers. And I assume that's what's happening about me. People are just assuming things about me now, um, you know, like, oh, I heard that he uh, uh, has a holiday house in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh, Luke Kidgel, yeah, the comedian, yeah. I'm assuming that's what people are saying about me. Um, oh, I heard he went to Jeffrey Epstein's Island. Hope not. That's not a good one. Um, don't spread that rumor. Uh, I was about four at the time, so that's a pretty good alibi. Uh, if your alibi is kindergarten, then I think you're off. And also, at the time when all that was happening... Um, I was, um, younger than the people on the island. So that's fine. I was, I would have been five. I think that was 2001. Um, so, or maybe not. I'm not, I haven't forgot. I watched the documentary. Anyway, guys, whatever. I'm not, the point is I, I shouldn't be, <laughs> I shouldn't have to defend myself. Cause I, I dug that hole myself. Anyway, guys, I'm digging. I'm literally accusing myself of being a pedophile as a five-year-old. That's what you're listening to. <laughs> and that's something I shouldn't have to justify. I just shouldn't have done it. Now, we don't stop recording on this podcast, okay? It's one take and we keep going. So we're just going to truck on and pretend I never even mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, okay? Because I <laughs> was not at his island. I was five and in Australia. Great. Let's move on. <laughs> Speaking, I guess that was controversial. Now, speaking of controversial content, apparently now I'm one of Australia's leading controversial comedians. Oh, what? You thought Jim Jeffries was controversial? You might be thinking, oh, Luke, what about Isaac Butterfield? <laughs> right. Oh, Lewis Spears, pretty controversial. Yeah. Keep trying, boys. Okay. Have a crack at vegans, cyclists, feminists. Cheap shots, if you ask me. You're not truly controversial until you have a dip at the Milo community. Because goddamn, I started a war. I didn't even say Milo was bad. I said it was a 7 out of 10. The uproar, the sheer backlash was phenomenal. Guys... I got 16 dislikes on my podcast last week. 16. I'm a bloody madman. I swear to God, I think the tick's gone to me head. It, it's just, someone stopped me. I'm on a rampage, you know? Bloody Jim Jeffries thinks he's so divisive with his gun control opinions, you know? Splitting the room a bit there. <laughs> All right, mate. Come back home. You know, you're in LA right now. Come back home. Have a crack at Milo. Have a crack at chalky milk lovers everywhere. Now that is a scorching hot take. This is what I did last week, right? Okay. Let's just, okay. This is, for audio listeners can also appreciate this as well. This is half my audience, right? And imagine this is your feathers. I ruffled the fuck out of them. I ruffled more than a few feathers. I rough, ruffled around 60% of your feathers. I reckon I split the room 60-40. 60% not in favor of my opinion and 40% agreed with me for sure. All right. Let's go through some of the comments under my posts and just see exactly how people were feeling. Now, if you didn't hear me, um, I did, sorry, if you didn't hear last week's podcast, I did say Milo, the Australian chocolate slash malt beverage is overrated. Now my points were 
Uh, one of my main points was if you have to use 10 scoops of any product, it's not good. I felt like, I just feel like Milo is old technology. They made Milo before they worked out how to properly dissolve powder into liquid. It's just an outdated formula and they've, and they've seems like they've never changed it. I think there was an update maybe. Um, but look, I just think other chalky milks uh, blend in better. Uh, let's just go through. Someone said I like it, but I like Nesquik that doesn't dissolve. Um, that's not really relevant. I shouldn't have read that. Um, overrated equals Milo. So there's someone agreeing. I agree. Erica commented the drier the better. What a psychopath. Having dry powder. God damn. Imagine just raw dogging Milo without any milk lubricant. <laughs> oh, that's worse than the sludge. Um, and by the way, I never said Milo was bad. <laughs> I'm not backtracking. I fucking stand by it, by the way. But my point was it is a 7 out of 10. Now that is, apparently that's treason in this country. Uh, Shane or Shan said, I'm disgusted in your behavior. Um... And someone said, can you do a video on Vegemite? Is there a video on Vegemite? Uh, I haven't talked about Vegemite. Personally, I just don't like it, but I understand the appeal. So that's, but a lot of people don't like Vegemite though. Vegemite, we already know splits the room. This is why the Milo thing is so controversial because in the past, I've been known to split the crowd amongst Australian food debates. I would say space pineapple zoopadoobas belong in the bin was a harsh opinion but I would say the large majority agree because they're one of the worst flavors. The worst in my opinion, but everyone goes, yeah, look, they're in my bottom three. That in fucking deep space lime. <laughs> Who am I kidding? So, oh, an orange quasar can fuck off. That shit tastes like medicine. Um, then we also split the room back in the day with the Savoy's versus Jats debate on our radio show, Luke and Lewis. And that one was more of a state of origin type contest. It was more state. Every state has their preference. And we, that's why that wasn't controversial because we knew we'd have every single Melburnians. Sorry, we knew every single Melburnian would have our back on that one. So I guess that wasn't... We knew going into that that if we started a war, we'd have allies. But last week on the podcast, I just kind of came out there on my own, stood proudly and said, you know what? I think Milo is overrated. Now, people close to me, Agreed. Lewis Spears, uh, he's a silent ally. He silently agreed that it was better, um, but said I would never say it publicly because I'm not a fucking idiot. And uh, and fair enough. I, I dug my own grave. Uh, maybe we can hold a funeral for me after we hold a funeral for the plot later on. Um, <laughs> at my, at Reese, the guy who uh, edits this podcast, he agreed with me. He said, you know what? I kind of agree. And that's been a lot. Of people, okay? Few people saying you're walking on a thin line here. Deport him. Um, this one is just insane. Agreed. And to be honest, the Aldi knockoff is actually better. Beck, have a good hard think about that comment, okay? Um, so really, it was just wild scrolling through all these going, fucking hell, I've hit a nerve here with the Australian public. And I stand by it. Uh Kazdaz34 said, you're pretty much asking for an early death here, man. But I totally agree. Hey, Kazdaz, don't throw me under the bus and then agree. You're supposed to have my back here, dude. If you agree with me, don't be like, man, good luck. Fuck you. That's the thing. People who agree with me on this are still distancing themselves. They go, I agree with you, but I would never say it. So stop. <laughs> That's that's when you're truly controversial. And it's pretty crazy, man. Royal Fox said, Luke, all I can say is the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. <laughs> I have to go on this person's profile. Um, all right. Never mind, guys. Disregard that. There are profiles says single proud atheist, anti-LNP and the project, and also <laughs> dad joke and pun enthusiast. Never mind, for a second I was valuing your opinion. And then you wrote that you're a dad joke and pun enthusiast in your Instagram bio. All good. Disregard I ever brought up Royal Fox. <laughs> All I can say to you, Royal Fox, is just because you have an Instagram account, it doesn't mean 
you should, right? And that's fine. Um, what else we got? See, again, everyone's just saying, everyone, like, Loza goes, Luke, tear face, tear face, bro. Like, low-key agree, but Milo is life. Make up your fucking mind, Loza. All right? We're, we're picking teams here. This is like, buddy, Avengers, Civil War. Whose side are you on? I feel like I'm Captain America right now. I'm probably not really in the right, but I'm also not in the wrong either. So, all right, I'm standing by myself. Someone said you're overrated. That was a pretty good diss, actually. Um, Got to respect that. And yeah, Lucas said, I hate how much I agree with him. Well, I think that shows that maybe some... Uh, yeah, I'm not, not sure where to go from here on because... I've never been a controversial comedian before. I could double down and do an Isaac and just, you know, what is uh, Isaac sells fuck vegan merch, right? On his website. Maybe I could sell uh, fuck Milo merch. Not even, even more controversial. I'll just say Milo is a seven out of 10 merch and just you whack it on your car and your bumper sticker. Fuck, that would, that would, I reckon you, if you stopped pulling up at a traffic light in some country towns, They'd get out and bash you. You fucking at least call it an eight. And then they just lay into you. Oh, fine, fine. It's an eight. It's an eight. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now give. Now run along or whatever country people say. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe I should, I should capitalize on the market. It seems to work for a lot of people because this isn't really comedy at this point, isn't it? It's more uh, political commentary. So maybe I could just become like a right-wing Milo commentator where I'm just like have really um I guess conservative views towards um Milo which I, I guess I do I'm just quite against it um I'm not not actually I it's a seven I quite enjoy it but uh, it's just a bit overrated which is a fucking scorching hot take anyway guys that's it I've entered this new realm so if you're listening to this I guess you like controversial comedy right now who knows what else I'll say? I mean, God damn, I started the podcast by doing a TikTok dance. That's about as controversial as it gets. <laughs> um, what else someone told me? Oh, no, I had something to lead. Oh, okay. Guys, if you thought the Milo thing was controversial, okay. Strap the fuck in. Last week was a scorching hot take. This week I'm bringing the lava. All right, I'm... This take's going to fucking melt your headphones. This is going to just, dude, I would take off. I would actually, if you're listening to this podcast right now on an expensive device or something that's valuable or, or important to you, it's important to you, yeah, um, move, change devices because I'm about to melt it. All right? This take's going to be fucking hot. But before I get there, um, I do have to say a little bit of context. Something happened during the week. Uh, we we're doing Luke and Lewis and we had our 100th episode of the podcast, which you can go check out, by the way, Luke and Lewis is heaps of fun. Um, it's doing these podcasts is the most fun I have a week. I like doing this one. And uh, then Luke and Lewis is just like hanging out with the lads on mic. So if you don't listen, it's a lot of fun. We'll check it out. Um Anyway, so we, we're celebrating 100 episodes and we Lewis organized a little audio package of a bunch of like kind of well-known people like Frenchie and, you know, past guests of the show and stuff to give uh, like their congratulations on 100 episodes. Now, he also organized an audio message from the popular Australian rapper, Cursor. Now, I've never been dissed by a rapper before. Never thought I would be because, again... I'm not controversial, but apparently this week I've just hit this brand new realm of being this guy that lips are flapping. You know, I'm mysterious now. People are talking about me. I've got that buzz because I, I've said a thing. Like that, I think that's been my problem all this time is I've been sitting back kind of trying to catch fat birds and doing all this PC safe content when from the start I should have just come out. You know, I might come out next week and be like, fuck lamingtons, you know? But then people will probably just stop listening straight out. They'll be like, all right, champ. You know, I'm not going to come out and say something ridiculous like Tim Tams are an eight because they're definitely a fucking nine or a 10. 
You know, I'm not going to do something stupid. I'm not an idiot. But I will, however, stand by what I believe in. Now, obviously, I was doing some gloating last week about my blue tick. But uh, you would do the same if you're in my situation. If you're uh, in my position of power, you know, then I'm sure you'd do the same. So uh, this message was sent in to Luke and Lewis uh, from Cursor. It's Cursor here. Good morning, afternoon, night. Whenever you're watching this, I'd like to give Luke and Lewis a massive congratulations on 100 episodes. <laughs> well done, boys. Killed it. And Luke, just because you got verified on Instagram doesn't mean you're verified in the streets. <laughs> Don't let it get to your head. It's just a fucking blue tick. Congratulations, boys. <laughs> Good night, guys. I just got dissed by Cursor. I'm a fan of his rap music. I like his songs. Did it hurt? No, not really. I thought it was actually pretty funny, but <laughs> did it make me angry for sure? You know, uh, I don't know. Like now it's a unique situation. He's notorious for being, you know, hanging out with some rough units. He's a, he's a rapper for goodness sake. Now, if, you, if you're an international listener, Cursor is one of Australia's well-known rappers, like definitely top three famous in the country, right? I'm a big fan. Lewis is like friends with him, right? So that's how he got in contact with Cursor for that video message. And, you know, I just got fucking owned. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he didn't just pummel the fuck out of me verbally. I'm not verified in the streets. It's a fact. I'm only verified on Instagram and, of course, Facebook. And, what you know, it's, it's not a big deal, but, yeah, and maybe TikTok one day, hopefully. But not on the streets. I want to be verified on the streets. And I think, I started thinking, I was like, okay, Cursor's got a point. I'm, I'm going to take this as constructive criticism and think about how I can go about my life better. And I've made it my life goal now to be verified on the streets. Now you're thinking, Luke, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get the respect of well-known Australian rapper Cursor? <laughs> I'm going to do something that no one's ever done before. How do you get street cred? I don't even want to say it because I know, I know it, there's going to be, again, get ready because your headphones are going to get fucking melted. All right. Just, I'm sorry for your audio device, but this is a scorching hot take. I'm about to do something that no Australian has ever done or would ever think to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to fuck with Cursor. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Yes, your headphones melted. That take was fucking fire, dude. I'm going to do it. But Luke, you don't fuck with Cursor. <gasps> but you do. Hey, Cursor, I hear you, man. And you know what? If I fuck with Cursor, maybe I'll be verified on the streets. Because no one else has ever done it. All these rappers write diss tracks about each other. Fuck you, you know, having rap battles. 360, you know, had a rap battle against Cursor back in the day. Step aside, 360. I got this. Don't worry. I'm going to fuck with Cursor. Now, Luke, you probably, you're probably thinking, Luke, hey, man, little ambitious, all right? You have a little podcast, your little cute community. We like you for your gags. We're not here to watch rap feuds. Okay, well, maybe you are now because <laughs> now look, I'm not going to, here's the thing. I'm going to fuck with Cursor. You can count me on that. I'm not going to steal from him, not going to harm Cursor in any way. Again, really like his music. I actually respect him a lot, but happy to inconvenience him. You know, maybe uh, one day I can, Maybe if he online shops, right? I can find out where he lives. And maybe if he online shops, I'll just organize perhaps stealing one of his uh, apples or something like that. Boom. I fucked with Cursor. Um, maybe I could... Look, I don't, I don't have many ideas, to be honest. It was just in the heat of the moment, I guess, of that diss and um, me realizing that I'm not verified on the streets. I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it because no one else has the guts. 
So uh, maybe actually, c- could you email me at luke.kidgel at gmail.com ways I could fuck with cursor, right? And I'm not looking for like, you know, Steely's dog, you know, stuff like that. I'm not John Wick, all right? I'm not going to fucking take vengeance on someone, right, until I have blood. But I will, however, happy to slightly, maybe maybe we change it to that. I'm going to fuck with Cursor, but then in brackets, slightly inconvenience him, right? Um, here's a good one, okay? Lewis has a FaceTime call locked in with Cursor. Sometimes he does that, right? I'll just be there and he's just like FaceTiming to Cursor. Maybe, so that they've organized like, oh, let's FaceTime at 1 p.m., right? Gets to 1 p.m., Lewis goes, oh, I've got to go out and call Cursor. I go, <laughs> no worries. Actually, can you come, I need to help you with this. Okay, no worries. He texts Cursor, sorry, mate, I'll be five minutes late. Because <laughs> of me. I've fucked with him. And then we call him back and we go, sorry to fuck with you there, man. He goes, all good. And that's him acknowledging that I've fucked with Cursor, okay? And, dude, even Cursor goes, don't fuck with Cursor. Now, by the way, I don't want to fuck Cursor, okay? Let's not, let's get that straight, all right? Don't, don't, imagine if that was the song, just like, don't, 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 don't fuck Cursor. <laughs> it's just a song about him not wanting to be penetrated, which is a pretty reasonable request. It was just a song about consensual sex. <laughs> don't, 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 don't fuck Cursor unless Cursor says, okay. <laughs> I just want to fuck with him, you know? Um, so yeah. Jesus Christ, I feel like it's got to my head, guys. This blue tick is making me do things I would never do. If you had have told 15-year-old Luke one day you're going to announce that you're going to fuck with Cursor, I would have been like, you never fuck with Cursor. Don't fuck with Cursor. Everyone knows that. If it's Australian. I think it's in the Australian constitution at this point. It's like folklore, you know? It's just people know. Two people you don't fuck with, Chuck Norris and Cursor. And that's it. And that's just like one of the things. And one of the things you also don't do is diss Milo. But you know what? I'm a fucking madman and I'm on a rampage. Maybe I am like John Wick, but just verbally. I'm just going on this fucking tirade because apparently, I don't know. I don't even know why. I think it's the tick, guys. It's got to my head, but I'm not going to stop. Okay? It's that blue tick energy. It's making me do things I never thought I'd do. God damn. Um, so yeah, luke.kidgel at gmail.com. Usually... When you're like in a feud, uh, I mean, I've never been in a rap feud, but I'm just assuming they don't get their audience to like send in ways they could fuck with the person, but I'm pretty out of ideas. So if you could just email me luke.kidgel at gmail.com, how I could fuck with Cursor, bearing in mind that we live in different states and I don't actually know him. Um, so that'll be great. All right, cool. Let's move on. Um, I guess it's time now we do the uh, thing that I've been putting off. Um, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, well, thanks for being here, firstly. But also, um, yeah, a few months ago now, start of lockdown, I lost the plot. Now, I, I love my plot. My plot was the only thing keeping me sane. And then it came and went, and it came and went, and uh, now it seems like I've lost the plot forever. And it, I see no, no situation where it's ever going to come back. So... Last week on the podcast, I officially pronounced the plot dead, deceased. There is no longer a plot. So this week, it's only fair that we hold a funeral for the plot. And a few of you have been kind enough to send in some nice words. So uh, yeah, if you could just, if you're on the train right now or wherever you are at work or you might be studying or whatever, listening to this, um, just stop what you're doing for a minute, show a little bit of respect and um, take some time to, yeah, let's remember the plot for all the good things it did to our show. I've written up something nice, by the way, uh, which I'll start with, and then we'll get to uh, your guys' condolences. So, um, sorry, I'm going to try and get through this without crying. Thanks for everyone who has gathered here today to remember my plot. I like to remember all the good times before I lost the plot. Making sense when I spoke, kind of, some of the time thinking of good ideas, and sometimes even processing what I was about to say before blurting it out on a podcast to thousands of people. Those were the days. The first time I lost the plot 
I sang a Harry Potter puppet pals parody about bread and jam and laughed by myself for 15 minutes straight. And from then on, I knew I could never lose the plot again. For it would be too dangerous as my job is literally talking and communicating with thousands of people, which you need a plot for. However, unfortunately for me, I lost the plot about a week after that and tried to do a beep test with my girlfriend's dog. As lockdown continued, I began losing the plot even more and more, but then one day I lost the plot and I never found it again. I was helpless. I locked myself out of my own house and thought it was extremely funny, once again laughing for 15 minutes straight. It was a good plot, it made me sane, it made me not laugh at Dumblejam! <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry that I lost the plot, but I hope it's in a better place now. Rest in peace the plot, you'll be missed. <sighs> wow, that was um hard. And um, yeah, I just, I really, I don't know what's going to happen now. Apparently last week, thanks to me losing the plot, I called Nesle a country. Didn't even realize until I saw the comments. I, I called Nesle an unethical country. <laughs> Fuck me. I need my plot back. All right. If anyone has a plot they want to lend to me, I'd be all ears. But um, I'll now read some of uh, you guys were kind enough to send in some of your thoughts and uh. Really appreciate it. Uh, this really one. This one was really nice. I thought came in from Helen. Um, hey Luke, I've written a short poem in memory of you losing the plot. It goes like this: Luke has lost the plot. His brain is starting to rot. Maybe COVID is to blame. He may never be the same. But rest assured, we'll still listen to the funny tales he makes glisten. So while we leave the plot behind. Maybe Luke will think of something more refined. I highly doubt that, Helen, but uh, it's a very nice sentiment. <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad you have faith in me. However, now that the plot's gone, uh, the content of this podcast will only be downhill from here. And I feel like it's been on a slow decline since episode one, but now we are going to be rapidly declining. It's, this podcast is just going to turn into a raging descent. Um, of ideas and good things. <laughs> Condolences of the plot. This one is from Riley. While the plot was here, it was here and then it was, wasn't. But then it was back, but now it's truly gone. And we were all saddened by the loss of the plot. So that's, that was from Riley. Pretty nice. More of a factual uh, recollection of, I guess, the story of the plot. But nonetheless, touching. Um, this one's from Charles. Appreciate you sending this, Charles. To the plot, I didn't know you well, but what I did know is that you were always there for Luke. I mean, not always, but a lot of the time. Um, you always made sure he would do his bed in the morning or brush his teeth at night. That's not true. I'm not a, I'm not a bed maker. I don't see the point of making a bed. I'm one of those people that goes, why would you make your bed if I'm going to sleep in it tonight again anyway? <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I, I, well, I don't make my bed. I'm not a fucking idiot. It's a waste of time. Um, I'm not trying to impress anyone who, because I'm just making my bed for me. Like I don't inv have anyone in my bedroom except for Meg, right? And she doesn't give a fuck either. So it's like, you know, why would you, I don't understand that. People who make their bed in the morning, who are you trying to impress? You? How insecure are you? Well, you need to have a nice made bed to make yourself feel better, better about yourself. All right. Just go on a podcast, get a blue ticket Instagram. That fucking, that helps. All right, I feel great. <laughs> uh, Mr. Plot, may the great times you and Luke had together live on through our hearts. Goodbye, Plot. That was really nice, Charles. Um, so, yeah, those were the kind of best ones. We also didn't get too many submissions. A uh, few people uh, mentioning the fact that they actually enjoyed the podcast more without my plot, uh, which I thought was pretty hurtful to the plot, but uh, I guess good for the content of this show. R.I.P. Wow, thanks for uh, stopping what you're doing. You can continue going back to whatever you're doing uh, before that service. And that was really nice. I thought that was touching. Um, who knows if the plot will ever come back. I just, I think I'm out of hope now. And maybe it's a lockdown thing. Who knows? But I'm, I'm batshit crazy at this point. I'm going fucking insane. 
So, I mean, I just, I'm on a rampage. I just fucking, I just announced that I'm going to fuck with Cursor. What person with, in their right mind, with a plot by their side, would fuck with Cursor? I'm a bloody loose cannon. I, I can't control myself. Dude, that's going to be like, you don't own me for the final, the final revolt. It's just going to be me fucking with Cursor. <laughs> that's the ultimate you don't own me. I've gone full circle at this point. I cannot get any more rebellious. God damn, lock me up. Um, which, oh guys, we can go two ways with the end of this podcast, okay? One way is I've got some great facts for you all. I've just got some ripper facts that I found out during the week and they're not necessarily like that funny. It's not going to be a, a funny segment or idea. It's just, it'll leave you, it'll leave you, I guess, listening to this podcast going, fuck, there's a, Really good fact, Luke. We could do that, or I could talk about the show Naked Attraction, um, which I watched during the way. Actually, you know what? Let's do both. Fuck, guys, let's live a little. All right? I've already discursed that. What's the worst that could happen from this point? I'll tell you some great facts, and yeah, it's going to blow your fucking mind. But first, I'll just pause the camera. Okay, so the facts that I found out during the week. Now, I'm an inquisitive guy. I like to learn things. It might, that might shock you, but um, hang on. My mic's just oh, fucked. I do like to learn things from time to time. Not often. Uh, usually I'll just put mush in my brain like Logan Paul vlogs and old David Dobrik vlogs and PlayStation and just I'll just lose brain cells. I'm definitely getting less intelligent as time goes on. But from time to time, I like to try and compensate by just learning a few great facts that I can throw out at dinner parties to give off the illusion that I go to dinner parties. That was a lie. Actually, don't go to dinner parties. No one invites me. Who has dinner parties? But, you know, when I'm hanging out with mates, I throw out a great fact sometimes and it gives the illusion that I am more intelligent than I am. Fake it till you make it. Fact it till you fake it. Whatever. I've done... Fake it till you fact it. No, there's something there. I've lost it. I found out... Well, this one came up with mates, actually. We're talking about the term fanging it. You know, when you go, oh, I'm just fanging it. And then you're like, usually it's a term that describes uh, acceleration or speed in a car. We're like, oh man, he really fanged it around the bend. And I, obviously me with such an inquisitive, bright, chirpy mind goes, boys, I wonder what the term fanging it means. And all the boys just went, I couldn't tell you, no idea. So uh, I took to the internet as I do. And about two minutes later, I found out that the term fanging it is actually named after the Argentinian race car driver Juan Manuel Fangio or Fangio. And then because he was so good at race car driving, people were like, oh, he's fucking fanging it, you know? It's like when you're a complete legend with a blue tick on Instagram and you're the best and nothing can stop you. People go, fuck, he's looking it, you know? It's like that's how that became a thing. But this one's about racing. So, um, yeah, that's just a good fact. You can throw that out. Next time someone goes fanging it, just drop that fact in and you, you'll turn a few heads, can guarantee. They'll be like, really? You sure? It kind of sounds made up, doesn't it? It kind of sounds like, oh, that was actually uh, the term fanging it. When you say that in conversation, uh, is actually named after the Argentinian race car driver Juan Manuel Fangio. They go, bullshit. Then they look it up themselves and go, this guy's a fucking genius. So there you go. That's just a little tidbit. It doesn't all have to be fun and games on this podcast. Sometimes it's very informative. All right. Had a, had a comment on my uh, podcast last week. Someone saying that we're studying while listening to this and slowly losing brain cells. Well, now you've gained one fact. It doesn't make up for me doing a TikTok dance at the start, right? Or threatening to fuck with cursor, but it's something and you're welcome. I've got one more fact. Now this one is for anyone who's an AFL fan or if you like statistics or maths in general, okay? I feel like this fact is crazy, but it takes a while to explain. So hear me out. So at the end of every AFL round, right? And the, by the way, this is a fact that my mate told me the other night. So he did the thing that I love to do, which is he just dropped in this fact in conversation and we're all like, that's a fucking sick fact. And I feel like he took the cake that night. We went over to my mate Dean's house and we're uh, in the spa. And my mate Stefan goes... Oh, I got this good fact. And he stole the bloody show. I didn't have any good anecdotes that week either. Dean came in with a story of uh, him breaking up a dog fight on his run during the week. 
And he, so what he did, so he has this, okay, this is, I'll just explain the scenario of how this fact got dropped because it makes it even more impressive. So Dean tells this story about like, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I was going for a run. There was a pit bull and this other dog now having a fight, but the owners weren't doing enough. Like the owners were trying to pull them away, but they weren't doing anything because I was running past. So I just tried to break up the dogs. And I was already thinking like, fuck, this is better than anything that's happened in my week. I am not a busy guy at the moment. Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of outdoor activities. Okay, I'm, I do a lot of editing, podcasting, videos, and then the week starts again, and that's about it. Um, so I'm like, damn, I don't, have, I don't have any stories. And while he's telling the story, you do the thing that everyone does, which is you're racking your brain trying to match it. I'm like, no, me, me tripping over the couch this week. No, that's not, that's not good enough. Um, me, my, my shaver story. No, my shaver's still broken. That's not interesting. Damn it. So I have no stories that can match this. So at this point, I'm just listening going, well, fuck, I've been trumped tonight. I have, will not be able to match this. And then Dean's story gets even better. And he goes, and then I kicked one of the dogs. He goes, I had to. He goes, I just gave it a little kick, right? And he goes, the owner looked at me like, why the fuck are you kicking my dog? And I was just like, and we were both like, yeah, you shouldn't have kicked the dog, right? It's, a, it's not your dog. Don't kick a stranger's dog. And he goes, I was running away. And he goes, I was really wondering why the owner gave me such a filthy look. And then Dean goes, and then I remember, and then I realized, oh, fuck, I, I, I kicked the wrong dog. I kicked, I kicked the little dog, not the pit bull. He goes, the pit bull was attacking the little dog. So the story was <laughs> he came in, broke up a dog fight, and then kicked the innocent dog. <laughs> So I can't, I can't top that story already. Dean's winning, right? We're all in the spa, chilling, having some beers and Dean's just crushing with the story. And me and Stefan are like, bro, this is great stuff. Then Stefan goes, well, I actually heard a good fact this week. And I'm thinking, fuck, this fact better be shit. Otherwise I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing, right? He goes, oh, so every AFL round, there's 18 scores, right? Because there's 18 teams. So there's 18 total results. For example, one team might score 74 points. Another team in a completely different game might score 63 points, 120 points. There's a bunch of scores that get, to, you know, at the end of every single round, like in any sport. There's a bunch of results. In every single round for the last 30 years, this is a fact. You can look it up, right? It There has been a margin that has been at least within one point of each other, a one point difference. So I'll describe it. So last week, it happens every week. So last week, for example, um, let's go to round four in the AFL. Western Bulldogs beat Sydney. They got 67 points. And Giants beat Collingwood. They got 66 points. So in every single round, there's always a 66 and a 67. Last week, it actually happened twice. There was a 51 and a 52 as well. It happens every single week, and it's happened every single week for 30 years. It has never been broken. We went through and checked for an hour, right? We were like, 2012, round eight. Surely there's none that are one apart. Scroll down, bang, one apart. Every single round, except for buy rounds. I think that was the only one, because there's less games. Buy rounds and finals don't count. But that's just a stat that will blow your fucking mind. It's a little bit confusing, okay? But I hope I've explained it properly. So... Every single round, there's a bunch of results. One result is guaranteed will be in within one of another from a completely different game or the same game. It blew my mind and Stefan dropped this fact into the spa and then all of a sudden, the pressure's on. Dean's gone. Dean's had this great story about kicking an innocent dog, right? We've all had a bit of a laugh there. Stefan's dropped this great AFL fact. We've gone like, fuck, that's amazing. All of a sudden, they both look at me. They're like, how was your week? And I'm sitting there going, fuck. And all I had was that my brother's friend is now dating someone who's still married. They just haven't got a divorce yet. And they were like, that's pretty good. I was like, you know, um, you know th that guy. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, he's, uh, he's got a new girlfriend. They're like, oh, cool, cool. And I was like, and she's married. And that was my big reveal. They were like, and they were like, really? That's, that's, that's surprising. I'm like, yeah. 
didn't fucking cut the mustard. But if I had have told that story first, that probably would have been pretty good. But I got completely outplayed by the AFL fact and the um the the dog kicking story from Dean. So yeah, that's kind of how my how my week went. Um, and I guess the reason why I told you that fact is again, I said it was not going to be very funny, but I don't want you to be in a situation with the boys or with your friendship group, with the girls, whatever, right? Where you don't have anything, okay? So you can pull out one of those two facts if you need it. They go, oh, how was your week? Oh, actually, the term fanging it is from an Argentinian race car driver. And they might, that might save you a little bit. You know, maybe drop the AFL one. It's actually a better fact if you're into sport. So, um, yeah, that's it. I just want to tell you some great facts I had during the week. And um, I guess I could talk about the show... Naked Attraction. It's fucking mind-blowing, dude. So I went over to um, mate, my mate Simmer's house, right? We're there with my brother and his girlfriend having some beers again. This was a different night, okay? And um, this is sound like in, sounding a lot like I have an alcohol problem. Um, uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> no, I've literally drunk twice in the last three weeks, and those were both of the times. Um Anyway, we're sitting on his couch, the footy finishes, and then we're like, oh, what, what do you want to watch? And he goes, oh, there's this show on Nine now, like on Channel Nine, on their catch-up service called Naked Attraction. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's this British show, and it's fucking wild, okay? So I was thinking, oh, it's going to be, like, censored because it's on Channel Nine. Like, it's Naked Attraction. I thought, because I've seen those dating, that naked dating show, where they just like meet each other and they're like, oh, hi, but they blur everything and they just people can see each other naked, but you, the viewer, can't. Dude, naked attraction, not like that at all. It's a show where there's one person who wants to date someone and then there's six people behind blurred glass doors, right? So there's like all got colors behind them, like red, purple, blue, yellow, green, right? And there's six naked, like, uh, figures that you can see standing behind a blurred door. And then one person's like, and at the whole show is just judging people. It's the most shallow shit I've ever seen. If you thought Love Island and The Bachelor was shallow, objectifying television, watch this shit. It'll blow your mind. So I watched one where like, I even watched one where a gay guy was choosing another guy. That was great. That was the best one. But uh, so there was, yeah, so like you got one person, right? For example, there was a gay guy there, right? And there was six other blokes behind the thing. And it starts off where the host goes, all right, reveal the first half of the body. And the little blur thing comes up and all you can see is just their dicks, like waist down. And then for the next five minutes, the host and the contestant just discuss the cocks that they're looking at. Like one at a cock ring, um, one like had too much pubes. One didn't have enough pubes. One was microscopic. It was fucking wild. It made me feel, dude. I think British people have small cocks. It the show made me feel really good about myself. You know, I'm a I'm a straight white male, right? Straight has nothing to do with it, but I'm a white male from Australia. All right, I'm not. I've never come out there and bragged about packing heat. All right, you know, I've just uh, I'm straight up chilling you know my cock's like a milo dude seven out of ten <laughs> and i was watching this show and i'm just thinking like fuck maybe i'm maybe i'm packing a big load and then i realized after i'm like no i think british guys i think i think it's just cold there it must have been a room temperature issue but uh it was wild so we're sitting on the couch just watching this guy judge dicks and god damn it's the most fun i've ever had watching television Nothing better than getting together with your mates and just judging a few cocks. And, dude, it's wild because we watched the cock one first and I didn't feel that weird about going, oh, that's a shit cock. That's a good cock. Oh, fuck, that's a bang, that's a bang of cock. And then it goes up again. So then they knock out one person. They go, no, nah, you're knocked out, shit cock. And then that person gets revealed and they walk out naked. And it's so weird because they've been kicked out of a show and they have to leave completely naked. Must be one of the most humiliating things you could ever do is walk out on that. Like you've been booted out of a dog shit reality television show and you're completely nude. 
as you're like doing the walk of shame and your little dicks just flopping, right? <laughs> that must be crazy. And they zoom in on their dicks and stuff. Like, you know, like how reality TV shows, TV shows are shot and they do these harsh zooms on the people's bodies and they're like sexy bikinis and stuff. This is like that, but they just do hard pop zooms of like people's flaccid balls and cock. It's wild. I don't think you can have hard balls. All balls are flaccid. If your balls are hard, get that shit checked out. And then, right, so I didn't feel that bad watching the watching the guy one because it's like, ah, a bunch of guys. You know, it's some locker room chat almost. I mean, it's a bit weird sitting there with your brother and your mate and his girlfriend and my brother's girlfriend just judging cocks. But it, it was way weirder when the girl one came on. So then it gets to this guy and he's judging these naked girls, Right. And it go, they go the same thing, like waist up, boom. And by the way, it gets to full. So the male one goes waist up and then it goes chest. So you still can't see their head. And then they kick out another person based on their chest. And then they uh, end the show on the head, right? And then them speaking. So there's a bunch of layers in every round. Someone gets knocked out. It gets to the girl one. They're like, all right, raise it up. And all you can see is six girls pussies, Right. Now, that's wild. I've never in my life, ever, it's just a, the weirdest thing. It's it's only weird until you think about it. When have you ever just seen just a, a faceless vagina? It's It was wild. I was sitting there, I'm like, I didn't know, like, because we'll, you know, when you watch TV shows, you're like joking around and heckling and going, ah, it's a shit dick. When it gets to the pussies, we all just like go, Oh, and then, you know, Jack's girlfriend, she's throwing in some shade. She's like, oh, that one's fucked up or whatever, you know. All three guys are sitting there going, yeah, that's a bit of a fucked pussy anyway. But we didn't know what to say because it's like, it's just, you just feel bad, you know. I don't want to, but you know, but then I realized our quality. So then we just started fucking throwing shade. Now the guy choosing, right? Now look, guys, I'm just going to say it because I've got eyes and I can... I'm just going to say what I saw, right? There were five really skinny chicks, five skinny pusses and legs revealed. And there was one that was, um, not that there's anything wrong with that. There was one that was uh, just, a, just, just a different body shape, you know, more of an, uh, an hourglass vibe. Now, that's great, right? But I could tell, right, that the guy wasn't into it. So it gets revealed and the guy's looking around the room and he gets to the girl who's maybe a little bit bigger, fat fucking puss. <laughs> By the way, I predicted it. I, <laughs> I saw this girl's vagina, right? It came off on my television, zoom in shot. It literally zoomed in on her vagina and I just turn around to everyone and go, she's got short hair and she runs a feminist account on Twitter and she has tattooed, tattoos all over her chest and arms. And everyone's like, what? You can tell it from a pussy. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and I was fucking spot on. <laughs> anyway, this dude clearly knew it as well. And I look at the, I'm looking at the contestant on the show and he's looking at this pussy. And you can tell this pussy runs a Twitter account, right? Uh, runs like a, a feminazi Twitter account. You can just tell. You can just tell by the pussy. <laughs> and then he sees this other pussy, right? Which is great. It's fine. And skinny whatever. I could tell the guy was kind of attracted to it, but he didn't want to be a dick on national TV and knock out the fat chick first. Right? So he goes, hmm. And he pretends he's thinking it was great to watch. He's like, hmm, hmm, what am I going to choose? And we're all just like, dude, knock out the fucking Twitter pussy now. And then he's like, hmm. And then he goes, yellow, which is like this chick with like a phenomenal box gap, looks like the legs of a model. We're like, what are you doing? Because right at the end, they get to go on a date with the girl that they choose at the end. And we're like, what are you doing? They go, reveal her full body. She's just a fucking tan, perky tits, blonde, full supermodel looking chick, naked in front of him. And the guy just goes, Oh, <laughs> you just see this guy regret his life. Now I'm not saying this show is okay. I'm saying it's great entertainment. All right. It's completely fucked that this guy was put in this position on national television, but it doesn't make it any less good. It was amazing. Right? So he just goes, 
Oh, anyway, then he bumps out the Twitter pussy next round because he regretted his life. And then turns out he bumped out the hottest chick by far first round. He ended up getting some stuck with some chick with fucking blue hair. There's anything wrong with that. You can just tell like what the guy wasn't attracted to her. She had like a lot of piercings and it just, that's an acquired taste, you know? Um, but again, Luke, stop being so shallow judging. That's what the show is. It's called Naked Attraction. The show is quite literally objectifying people who are willing to put their naked body out on international TV because it's a British show and I'm watching it in Australia. Would recommend, all right, but would only recommend while you're having a few beers and it's late at night. Definitely a weird one to watch sober. Don't watch it with your parents. That's all I'm going to say. Naked Attraction, it's on nine now and it's fucking crazy. It is just like next level confronting television like if you are scared of looking at dicks and tits this is not for you okay it is it blew my mind i was just watching the whole time like how the fuck is this on television this is crazy so yeah um had a pretty slow weekend (laughs) if that's the best thing i have to talk about watching dicks on tv (laughs) dude the guy with the cock ring one i'm sorry to spoil it for you but god damn this dude, he worked in IT, he was a ginger, and he had a cock ring. He won. We were like, how the fuck is this guy with this giant, like, fucking one ring to Bondi's fucking cock? Anyway, it was crazy. So, um, that's the end of the podcast, guys. Thank you all very much for listening. Let me know how I can fuck with Cursor. And, um, yeah, I'm a controversial comedian now. The rampage continues. Next week, I might, you know, say... Um, that yeah, it's raining really heavy. I might say that um, uh, I can't think of anything else controversial. Smith's chips aren't that good. Nah, just kidding, guys. I love Smith's chips. Salt and vinegar, crinkle cut. Yeah, the boys. All right. See you later. B- uh, bye. <laughs>